Good morning. Good morning. There we go. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, if you're in the building. You can stop talking. How about that? You're allowed to talk together. How nice. If you're at home, well, hopefully you're joining us as well, and you're so welcome this morning. It's good to be together. And at the start of this bank holiday weekend, the sun, how unusual is that for the sun to come out on a bank holiday? Normally, bank holiday equals rain. We've got some sunshine, and it's starting to come out, I can see, outside this morning. We're going to start this morning's service differently than normal. Normal, we come together, and our focus is 100% on our Lord and worship and praise of how awesome he is, and we're going to be doing that this morning. But within that, we're going to start in a much quieter way this morning, a chance to stop, a chance to be still, a chance to quieten your hearts. I don't know how you've come this morning, but I know last week I sat in the car park for a few extra minutes just to wipe away a few tears before walking into the building. And, you know, when we come to our Lord to worship together, we all bring different things. Maybe your heart this morning is bursting with joy because you're a teacher and you've got a week off. Or maybe actually you come with a heavy heart. Or maybe you've not even had a chance to stop and think what your heart feels like this morning. You haven't had a chance to breathe. And so we're going to stop this morning. We're going to pause before our almighty God. And we're going to worship him. Let's hear the words of Zephaniah when he said, The Lord your God is with you. God is here. The mighty warrior who saves. Do you need a mighty warrior this morning? He is the one who saves us. He will take great delight in you. Do you know this morning that your God delights in you? God delights in every one of us. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. God this morning is here, and he's rejoicing over us with singing. Can you imagine God rejoicing over us with singing? But he does. That's what's in his word. And so this morning we're going to pause and we're going to reflect on those words. And we're going to start by worshipping through the first song, which is called Reckless Love. So join me. Feel free if you're in the building to stand or sit, kneel, whatever you want to do. But let's stop and let's make this worship real. Let's recognize that our God is here. He is mighty to save. And he loves you and delights and rejoices over you. So let's worship together. And Father God, this morning we recognize so much that we could never earn your love. Father God, even when we were turned away from you, even when now we turn away from you, yet your love is reckless for us. It's there. You have blessed us with it, even though we could never earn it and never deserve it. God, you love us. Father, thank you for your word that reminds us this morning that you delight over us, that you rejoice over us. And God, we just are humbled by that thought. Your mercy is so great. Your love is vast beyond comprehension. And God, we come to you this morning, your people, so aware of our need of you. Father God, Each of us come as individuals this morning, old or young. 
And God, we just pray that you would come and meet with us in a special way, drawing us ever closer to yourself this morning, we pray. Father God, we give you our lives. Every part, all of our emotions, all of our struggles, our challenges, our angers, our hurts, our pains, our joys, our loves. Father, we bring them before you this morning. And God, we pray that none of these things would be a barrier between us and you this morning. Come, Holy Spirit, and inhabit our praise as we focus on you, our God, our King, the one who's eternal. We praise you and we lift you up this morning. Amen. Let's continue as we sing the splendor of the King. second guessing we know that we are protected may the peace that surpasses all understanding be our message 
Grace and favors in your nature, in your essence. May His favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children. May His favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children. listen to the next song I want to invite you either to continue in time with God if that's what you need just to allow God to continue to move in your heart in your life but otherwise I want you to start praying for those around you I want you to use this worship to pray your blessing on those next to you those behind you those in front of you let's pray God's blessing on them if there's people who are on your heart that you know particularly need his touch then let's use this time to pray for them too. Let's pray for one another as we listen and worship for our next song. 
Just a couple of reminders. If you um, go to the Wednesday evening prayer course via Zoom, we have got a week off this week. Um, so it's half term, so no Wednesday evening prayer course via Zoom. Please join us this evening at 6 p.m. online. If you'd like to attend the Wednesday lunchtime service at 12.45, please do book via either the email or telephone booking line. And again, if you'd like to be here on a Sunday morning at 10.30, please do book via those methods. Next Sunday is Creative Church as part of the morning service. So if you are a family and you have children in primary school age and would like to come to Creative Church, please can you make sure you have a place booked by next Sunday because due to most things at the moment, we have got um, COVID limit levels of how many we can take. So if you'd like to come um, and take part in Creative Church, please do book. I know Hannah would love to see you there. And then finally, those of you who attend Treasure Times, I'm sure you already know, but just a reminder, Treasure Times is starting again Tuesday the 8th of June for five weeks and at 2pm meeting here at the church. You should have already got the date. If you need more information or you're not too sure what you need to bring, please do contact Vicky. I'm sure she'd love to speak to you about it and be back in time for Treasure Times. Thank you. Thank you, Hayley. For anyone who doesn't know, Treasure Times is for those who are a little bit older than Ian. Would that be fair? <laughs> oh, that was, I was being kind. I was <laughs> but it's for the older generation, so anyone is welcome. Please do invite. And as um, Hayley said, Vicky would love to um, speak to anybody about it. We're going to say thanks to God for blessing us as we give him thanks for the offerings. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you as we've focused on this morning your incredible love and mercy. And Father God, we pray for these gifts that have transferred across accounts that have been given in this morning, that have come in various ways, that God, as we offer back to you some of the riches that you've blessed us with. So we pray that these riches would turn to eternal riches as they're used for your glory and for your kingdom building here on earth. Father God, we pray that people would come to know you through the witness of this fellowship, the witness of the individuals and the witness of this church, that God, you would build your kingdom. Father, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to invite those who are year six and above to head out with Hannah and her team for uh, their groups now, and we pray God's blessing on you as you go. I always find it extraordinary how many people seem to morph out of the chairs when it comes to the children, young people leaving, even when it feels so few of us at the moment. There are still an awful lot of people head out there. Isn't that wonderful? Let's spend some time in prayer. Let's pray together. Father God, thank you for those young people as they head out this morning. And we pray for Hannah and her team. We pray for your blessing over them. Anoint them and use them that they can share with our young people that you've blessed us with in a way that they can understand, in a way that they can grasp, a way that they can 
work things out in their head and we pray your spirit would be poured out in that place this morning. That, Lord, your work would be done in their lives. Father, we pray for each one of them that you would draw them to yourself. Father, seal them with your spirit, we pray. And may they come to be men and women who love you and serve you with their lives. And Father God, we just thank you for the work which you are constantly doing in our lives and amongst us. And Father God, we just want to remember especially this morning those who are in the particular need of your touch. Father, we pray for those who have recently been bereaved. We pray for Nicola Blackburn and her family. We pray for Julie Mokaka, who's lost her son and her father. Lord, remember this weekend Sally, as it's a year since she lost Steve. Father, there's been so many people in our midst who have lost loved ones over even just the past few months, and we pray this morning that they might know your love, your comfort, your upholding, your meeting of their needs, and filling their hearts with your love in in all of the loss that they're suffering. May they know your presence this morning, we pray. Father, we pray too this morning for those who are in hospital or unwell or who are undergoing investigations and procedures, those awaiting surgery. Father, we pray particularly this morning for Ken, for Iris Oliver, for Brenda, the two Brendas, Father. We pray for Sue Sharp's sister, Anne. And we continue to remember all the, those on our prayer list, Father, for Lillian, for Dawn and Daphne, for Brian, for Malcolm, for Eddie. We pray for Joyce and for Maureen, for Pauline and for Ruth. We pray for Evelyn, Victoria, Susan Beerman's father. We remember you, Tina, and we pray for your healing upon Annette. Father God, you know each one of these names who we've mentioned, each person. Father God, we pray that you would protect them, that you'd watch over them, that you'd bring them healing, that you'd bring them strength that you'd bring them comfort and that they, this morning, might especially be aware of your presence in their lives, walking beside them, carrying them, loving them. Father, we want to pray too for Vicky this morning as she is preaching um, over uh, towards Brentwood. Lord, we pray your blessing on her and upon that church. And Father, we pray for Winter Gardens and your blessing over them. Father, we pray for Mike Simpson as he also is preaching this morning. We pray that you'd anoint and use him. And Father, we pray again for Parkside and we thank you for every one of our friends and family over there. Thank you for keeping them safe during COVID. And we pray your continued care over them. Lord, as they join with us this morning, may they know that we really feel part with them and we want to walk with them. Bless them, we pray, and encourage them. And Father, for each of our missionaries this morning, 
for Rich and Alison, for Andy and Rihanna, for Pete and Louise. Lord, we pray for them. We pray for De Teddy and Diddy. And Lord, we just ask that you would bless them and walk with them and guide and direct them and use them in power to see many people come to know you. And Father God, we thank you for hearing the prayers for one another this morning, for hearing our prayers for ourselves and our own situations. And Father God, as we come shortly to hearing your word, we just pray that you'd make our hearts totally open and receptive to you. Come and speak to us, we pray this morning, that we might leave here just that little bit more change to be more like you, to knowing your presence, your saving grace, and to leaving here ready to be your shining lights this week. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to invite Bree to come and bring God's word to us. No? Bree's looking astonished. Brenda! I was told Bree. Well, there you go, Bree. You, you escaped. Brenda, I'm so glad you're on your way. <laughs> Probably me who got it wrong there. I apologize. It's from Philippians chapter 4, I, I think. I'm not sure. <laughs> morning. The reading comes from Philippians chapter 4, beginning at verse 1. Therefore, my brothers, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, that is how you should stand firm in the Lord, dear friends. I plead with Euodia and I plead with Syntyche to agree with each other in the Lord. Yes, and I ask for you, loyal yoke fellow, help these women who have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my fellow workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. I'm going to invite you to stand as uh, we worship through another song, It Is Well, and then Ian's going to come and lead us. Let's stand. Thank you. Please do sit down. We've had some stunning words in the songs we've had this morning, haven't we? Absolutely stunning. God's reckless love. He'll climb any mountain. He'll smash down any door walls just to show you his love. Did you believe that? Did you believe God loves you that much? And then in that blessing, may his favor be upon you. Do you know God's favor upon you this morning? God's favor upon you and upon your children and your family. And so often we can sing these words and they just go woof. And we go out as if we've not engaged with God at all. And I believe God's wanting me to preach one of the simplest sermons I've ever, simple by my standards. 
You know, this is how simple we're getting today. This is not going to be a complicated sermon. I'm not going to mention a single Greek word, even less Hebrew words. But I believe God's wanting to say something very simple to us today through the words and through what we've already experienced about God's peace. It was about a year ago I preached a sermon where I just used the words, peace be still. And I've never been so overwhelmed with people coming back. That's just the word I needed to hear. And what I've discovered is we heard the words, but we didn't let it get into us. We heard the words about peace, but we still lived as if we had no peace. And today I want to return to that very same subject because I believe God's wanting to say to us, look, there is peace to be had. There's peace to be discovered. There's peace to know. Those of us who were on the prayer course on Wednesday, I hope you're enjoying that course, those who are there. It's not lightweight, is it? There's a lot in there. But the sense of God being with us, even in our valleys of the shadow of death, God being with us in the most difficult times, wanting us to know his presence and his peace, even in the difficult times. And so we come to the reading that Bren read to us. Only one letter difference. (laughs) Where it says in verse 6 of Philippians chapter 4. If you've got a Bible, have a look. You can even do that on your phone if you want. Have a look at this passage. Philippians chapter 4. And we're going to see the simplest sermon out where we're going to see exactly what this passage says and the first thing we're going to notice from verse four sorry verse six get it right it'll be make even more sense it says this do not be anxious Paul writing to the Philippian church, a church in the midst of developing, being planted and now growing, facing hostility, facing all sorts of things, Paul simply says these words, do not be anxious. As we had that blessing sung over us, that the Lord may his favour be upon you. That's why we cannot be anxious, we cannot be anxious, because... God's favour is on his people. Who finds this easy? Not to be anxious, not to worry. It's hard work, isn't it? But the passage goes on, do not be anxious about anything. About anything. Yes, okay, we may not be anxious about the weather, we may not be anxious about these things, but Paul writing to the church says these words, do not be anxious about anything. 
One of the things that the pandemic seems to have brought out is anxiety in all its volumes. People struggling with stress and worry. Yet in the Bible, Paul says, do not be anxious. Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 6 says, do not worry. Somebody once writing said this, worry changes nothing for tomorrow, but takes away the joy of today. Worry does changes nothing for tomorrow, but takes away the joy of today. And let me be clear, I'm preaching this sermon to myself as well as to you. As ministers of the church, the leaders, we have spent a lot of time worrying, trying to build scenarios, what if? And yes, it has affected us. It has affected me and my well-being like it has affected so many. And so as I was writing this sermon, I found myself challenged time and time again. But the Bible says don't be anxious about anything. And so I need to hear this as much as you need to hear this. I believe God is making this simple so we can understand. But... I find it hard not to worry. So I'm not preaching this with a sense of, I've got it sorted. (laughs) If only I had. As the next set of government guidelines come in, and we have to read them and understand them. But Paul tells us how to get to that point of not worrying. He doesn't just say, do not worry, and then goes on to a different subject. In this passage, he goes on, and as we continue to read verse 6, where it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition." And giving thanks to God. Prayer. Prayer is such an important part of our Christian walk. And sometimes prayer doesn't seem to be answered in the way we, had, we would like. And petition that pleading with God. Here are my... Uh, Facebook feed some days seems to be full of people. Will you sign this petition? Will you sign this petition for this cause and this cause? That sense of people gathering together to get their signatures on to try and change something in government or a policy in some kind of council or whatever. People petitioning, petitioning, petitioning. But we are encouraged to petition God. That's not about getting us to all agree and sign a signature to God as if God's going to change his mind because all of us have signed this thing. But the petition is coming back to God time and time again and saying, God, we just give this back to you again. We can't handle it. And so we know it's only going to be resolved if we let you do it with God because it's too big for us to handle. 
And the verse goes on. With prayer and petition and thanksgiving. And thanksgiving. Just sometimes it's hard to give thanks to God, isn't it? When we're going through a really dark, bad day. Oh, we'd love to give thanks because everything's gone right and we've got so much to be thankful for, but to give thanks even in the hardships, it's hard. Because this verse is about our anxieties, the things we're worrying about and the struggling, and it's Paul saying, and with thanksgiving. But it's right. It's right. The verses before us talking about rejoicing the Lord always. Again, rejoice. And we can come to God in thanksgiving because we know he is big enough and he is able and he loves us and he wants his favour to be upon us and he wants us to know his calm and his peace. Therefore, when we come to God, we can come in thanksgiving because he loves us. He loves us. He loves you. Hear those words this morning. God loves you. We spend a lot of time worrying whether we believe enough in God. But God loves you. That verse, Jan began our service with Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17. God delights in you. Hear those words again? God delights in you. Ask Vicky or I, anytime you like, for a, to see a photograph photograph of our grandchildren we are proud to show you because we delight in them as their grandparents we'll even show you a picture of our children because we delight in them because they are our children and we love them and we are happy to say this is my child and God is doing exactly the same about you this is my child I delight in them And when Satan wants to say to God, look what they've done, and God's saying, yeah, but look at them, they're my child, I delight in them, I love them, I care about them. Did you know you had a father who's proud of you? A father who cares so much about you, who loves you to bits. Wow! So we can come to him with thanksgiving. We can come to him with thanksgiving and present our requests before God. One of the jobs of a grandparent, you will know this, well, there's two jobs for grandparents. To help your grandchildren to get into trouble they can't think of for themselves. And to spoil them. 
preferably with lots of sugar to make them high for when you give them back to the parents. So my granddaughter, if she wants an ice cream, she's going to have an ice cream from... Well, she calls me Grumpy Gramps, but I think her father's led her to that. But, you know, your heavenly father will give you every good thing. Because he delights in you. He absolutely delights in you. But simple as it is, simple as what we have just read from Philippians chapter 4, where we have, do not be anxious, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, by thanksgiving, give your request to God. Simple as it is, so often it's the simple things we find hardest to live and do. And when we find ourselves anxious, we will do all kinds of things to overcome our anxieties and that sort of thing. And we fail to bring them to God. And sometimes it becomes our last resort, doesn't it? (laughs) Bringing them to God. But this passage goes on. Having brought our anxieties before God in prayer with thanksgiving and given our requests, we have a consequence of that action. And verse 7, and the peace of God. Not the peace of the world or even a peace of our own making, This is a peace that will blow our minds in the best possible way because the NIV translates it this this way. It will transcend all understanding. The New Living Translation says, and then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything you can understand. Wow. Wow. That's some kind of peace, isn't it? A peace that's more than we can understand. You see, God's peace is supernatural. It's unexplainable. It's truly amazing how God can come before us and even in the times of our most anxious moments and times of difficulty, God can meet us with his peace. Do you want that peace? Do you want that peace? See, it's not a piece of human origin. It's not something that can be manufactured. It's not something that will just come simply from music or the arts. It is from God. And so it will do much more. It will go much deeper. It will go with us. Even into our workplace conflict tomorrow morning. Where maybe you are facing, or Tuesday morning if you've got a bank holiday tomorrow. God's peace is for you. In the biggest battle you've got to fight this week. Worried about that operation? God's peace is for you. 
as you go forward for that operation. Worried about a diagnosis you've had? God's peace is for you. goes on that peace will guard your heart it will guard your heart the very center of your being the center of who you are God's peace will guard that protect you You see, the heart was seen as something to protect at all costs because in the biblical times, it influenced all of life. Often we also remember it guards your heart and your mind, says this verse. Guards your heart, the center of who you are, your mind, your thought life, the way you are. Could you imagine having those two central parts of you protected, guarded? Paul writing elsewhere to the Ephesian church talks about the armour of God, doesn't he? All about protection. And so here, we see that as we come to God with petitions and thanksgiving and requests, we receive the peace of God that is greater than anything we can manufacture because it comes from God and it will guard the very central person, people we are. It's the crash helmet that as we go for that great accident, God's protection will be upon us. Wow. Wow. And then what does it say? In Christ Jesus. Because it's all about in relationship with Jesus. In relationship with our Lord and our Saviour. This is not something that comes outside of our relationship. It comes from our relationship. To be in Christ means that God no longer sees our imperfections, but he sees the righteousness of his own son in us. Only in Christ is our sin counseled and our relationship with God restored and our eternity secure. Only in Christ is full peace discovered. And so I say again in the words of Jesus in the storm on the Sea of Galilee as his disciples were crying out for fear, Jesus comes and says, peace, be still. And so as we come towards the conclusion of this passage, this simple sermon, I'm going to preach it throughout once more. As I read, do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and by petition, with thanksgiving, 
present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all our understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God be with you. God delights in you. His favor is upon you. And my prayer today is that not one person leaves this building without knowing the peace of God. My prayer today is not one person who is watching this at their home doesn't experience the peace of God. And you might be wondering why we got these cushions out. I'm going to invite you to experience the peace of God. In a moment, we're going to have that song, Be Still for the Presence of the Lord. The Holy One is here. We respond in different ways. But I've brought these cushions forward because if you want to come and kneel, just keep a distance from other people just to keep it safe. But if you want to come and kneel on one of the steps, on the floor, on the stage, as we hear these words, be still for the presence of the Lord. The Holy One is here. You may want to just kneel where you are or stand, but we're in God's presence. I'm not going to invite everybody to stand as we have with many of the songs. I'm going to say you can just stay seated. But may we know the presence of God here this morning in a mighty, mighty way. As this next song plays through, I invite you to come to the front. I invite you to stay, kneel where you are, to stand where you are, whatever you want to do as you come to experience the deepest peace of the presence of God. If you're in the gallery and want to come down, that's fine. Keep our distance from each other, but don't keep your distance from God this morning. The peace of God be with you. Be still for the presence of the Lord. Peace be upon you. Jesus breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive God's presence into your life right now. I'm going to have another song that will just continue the theme. You know what? You're not a slave, you're free. Just keep praying as this song comes. You can stand and worship through it if you want. Or you can stay where you are in God's presence. I'm no longer a slave. And so you are a child of God. May the peace of God go with you. May his strength give you peace throughout the week. May you know you are loved by God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Thank you for being with us at RBC this morning. And may God reach you and bless you. There'll be a piece of music as the service closes for you just to spend time quiet at the end of this worship. God bless you.